0: Hello and welcome to Out of Office. My name is Johnny Caldor, and this is a podcast where I get to take walks with interesting people in media and find out what makes them tick. This is episode 10, which is the second of another two parter, this time with Matt Kelly, the founder of The New European. So if you're coming straight in here, I recommend you turn around and start with the first episode, which is episode 9, where we talked about Matt's earlier days as a regional newspaper journalist, uh, his views on the news media in general his time at Archant, and the birth of the New European. In this episode, he takes us through how he secured the investment to buy his creation, the New European, from Archant, and how he's now building the business pretty much from scratch. Also with a little help from Team PugPig, of course. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. it would be really interesting to talk about the journey of the the new new european yeah. like starting up a newspaper from scratch yeah. well yeah not quite but you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. starting a new business funding it getting the team over to being this new thing and then everything around that good yeah. to just can you share that journey a little bit yeah
1: absolutely how i you, mean
0: you know how you yeah how you how you went about buying it from from yeah. archant in the first well
1: part. archant got bought out by um a private equity company and I kind of knew at that point for various reasons, I found out that the, the chairman at Archon, who'd always been very kind of, of face value, very supportive and wonderful and my best support in all of this business, uh, was not quite as supportive as, 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 uh, as he professed to be with these private equity people in, in regards to my future. So I kind of knew that at some point my I, you know, I'd be out of Archant. I was—I think I was the highest-paid employee, which uh, right. you know, you, you always stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. The changes popping. required are so so hard. Been there five years. I felt, to be honest with you, that I'd, I'd done as much as I had the energy to do. Um, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And um, and also, there was a great I, there was a great team of people at Archent, and there are a great team of people at Archant, and it's now run by a force of nature called Lorna Willis, who is just an astonishing, I think you know Lorna. Yeah, she's great. I mean, mean, she's always been great with us. She's incredible. I mean, she is, I mean, I I don't know. I think when we were together at Archon, I felt like we were two sides of the same coin in Mm -hmm. that we were both very focused, both very energetic. But she, I think she has got more energy and more longevity in, in Archon than I, Ever would have done. She loves arching. Yes. You know she is so passionate about that business. And to me, not that I was mercenary, but it was a job. You know I'd come in to do it. I'd never been to Norfolk before. You know yeah, I'd come yeah. in to do a job. Loved the people, loved the place, but it was a job. Yeah. And I was commuting back and forth from London to Norwich. I told Nadia I'd do it for two or three years, and it'd become five years. Anyway, all of those circumstances conspire to this point where. Um, the new European, I am told, is not part of uh, the venture capitalists, the, the private equity companies' future plans, and for good reason. Because it was, it's an odd thing, you know. They're yeah. a local newspaper magazine company. They've got so many challenges and opportunities on that front. To be kind of worrying about how do we make this a real success mm-hmm. was just not part of the. It was, it was not a fit. So I um, had, I'd been thinking for a couple of years. Could I? By the new European you know um, and uh, I'd met Gavin O'Reilly who um, used to be the chief executive of the independent uh, news and media business when when that was like a two billion pound global media corporation yeah. right? so Gavin was big 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 player and he was the uh, g- president or the chairman of the World Association of Newspapers and I'd once seen him in the palace of the Soviets right in the Kremlin on a stage where uh, Khrushchev had kind of banged his shoe on the, you know, and, all, and Stalin, had presented, and Gavin was telling, lecturing Putin about press freedom in Russia, right wow. right next to Putin, and Putin, at the end of this thing, kind of, through the translator, basically said, you talk about no progress in Russia, but let me tell you, if you'd have given that speech 10 years ago, you'd be down in a cellar now tied to a radiator. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gavin kind of, Ow. I kind of remember Gavin, <laughs> slightly paling at that one, but Gavin remembers it differently. But, I'd met him at Piers Morgan's, uh, Piers has this um, Christmas drinks at the Scarsdale Tavern in Kensington every year, right? And it's the most extraordinary deal. Anyone can sort of rock up, but, uh, and, it's, and it, he doesn't take the pub over. He just swamps it with all his mates. Right. So you've got all the regulars sitting in a corner, like really pissed off, and then all of these lardy-dar media tossers, you know? Yeah. And, and Gavin was there, and Gavin was getting on with Nadia really well. Uh, and they were having a right odd laugh, uh, and I came over, and reintroduce myself this was in so this is december last december and i'd said to him i said look new european blah blah blah. i don't know if he'd even heard of it to be honest i said let me send you a, a kind of business model about what i think it could be mm-hmm. and i sent it to gavin and he shot back and said yeah it's interesting you know um so let's let's have a think about how we could put together a consortium to buy it and i also sent it uh, a one page to a guy called sol klein who's a an investor, a VC, very successful venture capitalist in London, and his dad, Robin Klein, also, you know, a great VC, legend of the, of the venture capital scene. And, um, and Sol passed it to Robin, and Robin got back and said, look, this is very interesting. So I, I kind of had these two fronts where I had the media guys thought it was interesting, I had the VC thought it was interesting. So I knew I was on a, I was on a winner. I got in touch with Ed Williams, who's a a friend uh, and runs um, the kind of communications business Edelman in Europe. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Ed used to work at the BBC with Mark Thompson. So Ed was interested, wanted to invest, put me in touch with Mark Thompson. Mark wanted to invest. Suddenly I've got the ex-chief exec of the New York Times and DG the BBC. Conversations start to get a bit easier when you've got these people yeah. involved. Yeah. Lionel Barber's, um, hadn't been a close friend, but I met him several times and he'd be, always been super generous about the new European in, in, you know, I used to go to him and say, what do you think about our price point? What would you do with this? What would you do with that? And Lionel would be very considered and come back with really sound advice about what we should do. So I got in touch with Lionel. Lionel wanted to invest. Then Robin, sorry if this is getting to sort of detail, no, but robin put us in touch with a guy called tavit henricus and tavit was the number two or the number one employee at skype and had gone on to launch TransferWise, right which yesterday ipo'd for nine billion quid on the london stock exchange right wow. so tavit is now one of him and his partner are now the richest men in estonia right and but tavit's this kid you know well i said that's terribly Patronize, well, but he's like much younger than me, he's like yeah. 30s, I guess. Yeah, and uh, and Tavit wanted to invest, right? So, suddenly, now we've got the you know, the owner of TransferWise, or wise they call themselves now. Uh, and you know, I got in touch with Jeff Henry, who'd been my boss at Archant. Jeff wanted in, uh, suddenly, nobody said no, that was the weird thing. Yeah, no, and Gavin yeah. and I were looking at each other, thinking, you know, we'd merchant banking geniuses you
0: know <laughs> did they all come in at similar sort of so we were levels? offering
1: blocks of twenty-five thousand. so okay. people that was the minimum you could invest yeah. and then multiples thereof yeah and we put together about um what was the first i think we had about three quarters of a million and i i had i had a one hundred and fifty thousand in uh of my own money
0: yeah
1: and um and I uh, had a, started off with like a majority control of the business. And then after, after that initial fundraise, what, and that, that was all before we'd bought the company. So these people were taking a bit of a, a chance wow. anyway, but we bought the company, got that deal done very quickly. And then uh, when it became public and it got loads of PR because you know, Fleet Street loves talking about Fleet Street. Mm. So loads of PR, other people then got in touch saying, i'd like to invest so we had um, the vice president of chelsea football club got in touch said i'd like to how much can i put in you know uh, a a, a private equity guy um, got in touch recently with the uh and and put in a quite significant amount of money um the former md of the tate who's now on our board what brilliant swedish woman called kirsten mogul she came in after the event and invested um so We've now got, i haven't got a lot of money, but we've got enough to try and do some things properly. Yeah. Um, and there may be a point in the future. I now own, I think it's 46% of the business, something like this. So I'm, I'm, I'm by, by a long margin, the biggest single shareholder.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I still feel, although I'm not a majority shareholder, I still feel like it's, it's mine to drive forward, you know. Yeah. But I have to say... That conversation in the Scarsdale Tavern with Gavin was the most fortuitous conversation of my life, really, because I could not have wished for a better partner in crime than than Gavin O'Reilly. He's amazing.
0: So who's on the board? Gavin's obviously. So Gavin,
1: myself, um, there's a guy called Carl Brophy who used to run um, the independence in uh, in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Um, Ed Williams is on the board. Uh, Kirsten is on the board. Uh, and um, and Jeff is on the board, Jeff Henry. Right. So um, the board is is just like super supportive. Uh, contrary to some other, inv- I was talking to to uh, Katie at um, a Tortoise, you know, and she said they were very clear. They didn't want investors on the board. You know, it was kind of. Well, I kind of felt like these people were. You know, they weren't investing in the new European to make a quick buck. You know, I think. The primary reason was that they wanted it to succeed mm-hmm. because they thought it was a good thing, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, was, I took the opposite view. I was more than happy for people to, to be on the board if they, if they had the inclination. You know, we haven't been paying, we don't pay our board members anything, so they do it for love. Wow. I mean, but, but they're invested in the business. Yeah. So, you know, up, my upside's their upside. <laughs> yep. And then people like Lionel, wow, you know, I mean, Lionel, gives me so much time. He's on every editorial conference we have. It's like having, you know, you got the ex-editor-in-chief of the FT basically chipping in ideas for columns and you could do yeah. this, you know. So I am utterly blessed and replete with like goodwill and talent. And, uh, yeah.
0: and then operationally, what size is the team?
1: Oh God, he's tiny, so six people. Um, okay. We've got six members of staff, four of which are editorial. Right. I'm recruiting at the moment, so I want a, another senior journalist. But our model has always been to have a very small fixed team and to have contributing a, editors have a lot of contributing editors yeah. who we can pick and choose w- when needed, which I think is a really good model for, well, probably for any business, because you've got that flexibility. If mm. things do tighten up, you don't have to suddenly start sacking people. You know? yeah but um, but that so that works well for us but I would like to get to the point I'd be very happy if we got to the point in say over the next two years where we had maybe had ten journalists on the team I think any more than that becomes it becomes an operation in itself just managing that team you know but you can you can conceivably have ten people mm-hmm. who are have a degree of autonomy and um, uh, don't need huge amounts of managing because I'm not I haven't, I'm not a great man-manager, you know. I don't, I mean, I don't well, think an I'm... editor. Yeah, but I, I mean, <laughs> that's right. The I remember... Two Rich, together no, Richard right? Wallace, I remember, <laughs> who, was, who, who was a great friend and was editor of The Mirror. And I loved working for Richard when I was at The Mirror. Uh, and I remember coming to him with a problem. And he said something like, he said, this job is like being pecked to death by 500 fucking pigeons. <laughs> 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 so you saw, you're standing there with your problem, you sort of like back out of the room. You know. I'll deal with it. So I haven't got the patience for that, unfortunately. But I hope, I do hope I sort of, I hope people feel that it's an environment where, you know, they've got a bit of latitude and freedom to do what they're passionate yes. about. Yeah. You know, I think that's very important. Yeah. And then, so the business hall, we talked earlier about no advertising,
0: but would you have a, a sponsor? Like someone who yeah. just affiliates themselves long term? with the
1: Definitely. And I would try and, you know, a bit... I, as long as um, their values weren't in conflict with our values, mm. but then why the hell would you want to sponsor something in the New European? Right. If it was, you're not reaching millions of people, yeah. but you are saying something about yourselves. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I do think that, um, I think people are smart enough to know that when it says, you know, the Matt Kelly podcast in association with dot, 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 that I'm not taking instructions from the dot dot dot. Yes. You know yes. that they're there because they like, they like what we're doing, yeah. and they want to be, alongside it. And if people get snotty about that, kind of thing, then what the hell do they think all of those adverts on ITV or, mm-hmm. or the, the Daily Telegraph or any, you know, what newspapers, newspapers, a traditional newspaper model, is, is selling uh, proximity to engagement they create engagement through their content and an advertiser comes in and buys proximity to that engagement. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of it's up to the advert. Yeah. Uh, my model is just to increase the engagement all the time so that it, it's directly funded by people who love the product. So there's no sense that, um, that you want to, uh, you know, that there's some sort of deal going on, that there's some kind of, um, that, that you've got that other party, that third party within the within the platform.
0: Yeah.
1: But if it meant that if having uh, a partner, a sponsor, or something meant I could do more of that of that,
0: yes, then yeah. I would do it. So yeah. it's a
1: blurred line. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not dogmatic about. Um, oh, you know, we shall not have advertising. Right.
0: I mean, it could work so well. I was. I was. Uh, there was some event, and Chris Evans was talking it was actually just an hour with Chris Evans talking about his his uh, show um, you know on the on the the news um, it's Virgin right yeah Yeah, yeah, so so News UK bought Virgin and it was his breakfast show and it's entirely sponsor driven there were no adverts that's right that's right yeah they did a deal with Sky and you know Chris Evans being Chris Evans wasn't going to be told what to do so he basically the deal was the way he um, the way he explained it was just at the moments during the show I might mention something that I watched on Sky last night yeah. or something that's coming right. up, or I might not Right. and the question was well is there like a minim, minimum yeah. number of mentions per show, per week no, none yeah. at all it's yeah. just, But and what the beauty of that was the, the relationship between what he was talking about and, and the you know plugging Sky from time to time, there, there was no conflict no. there at no. all no. it was no. so orthogonal yeah, 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 it was yeah, never yeah. going to compromise what was that word so orthogonal? orthogonal
1: what does that mean? well
0: in a different direction
1: well is that right yeah orthogonal it's just pissing down now by the way in yeah lovely although we're, we're under a tree. a tree but it's quite pleasant actually
0: but i think that really worked for him so if you pick yeah. a sponsor where you know there's just again that the they operator maybe even on a different they either are totally aligned to you or yeah. they just operate on a plane that doesn't yeah. really matter yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're never going to conflict yeah. with with what you're trying to to get across yeah yeah and if you get that right as you say i mean it's just
1: why not? You can, that's how you the can world You can make works. a lot of money with a sponsorship
0: that's, without, and, and it can be just yeah. like a, you know.
1: Without compromising anything.
0: Do, do yeah. a Katie, just say, give me yeah. a million quid a year and... and
1: <laughs> so Katie is, is Katie Vanek-Smith at the Tortoise. At yeah, Tautis. you know. I but think I think you. I said that to you, didn't I, when we were talking that, that's the difference between a real marketing genius like Katie and someone who just talks shit like me, which is that <laughs> Katie can go into Amex or whoever and ask for a million quid and maintain a straight face for an hour. Whereas I would just burst out laughing halfway through the sentence. Yeah. You know. By the
0: way, we should say it, the million quid is a of figure. It's number. a notional, it's a notional figure. <laughs> I'm sure we're it's giving much, anything away much more than
1: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, okay, so you've got potentially sponsorship, but everything else is reader revenue. So, how many subscribers do you need to make this a viable business over the next.
1: Well, three I mean, it's years? viable now in the sense that we break even pretty much. Well, yeah. we're, we're building a lot of stuff at the moment. We're working with you guys, Yeah. building some, you know the website has been terrible right for
0: not ours the not one yours us. Yeah, no, yeah yeah and
1: yeah. and it's because it's a sort of one size fits all website that you know was working for you know the Hammond high and the new european and all of this business but th- its purpose really was always just to kind of get attention to the brand which becomes a problem after a while because to get attention you need to do stuff that is not in line with the brand so our digital editor, brilliant guy, would do, you know, spend all day taking clips of James O'Brien saying something on LBC mm-hmm. and writing headline, you know James O'Brien tears this Brexiteer apart, you know, whatever it might be. And that would be the most dread stuff. Uh, and so you get your audience, but it comes at a price because people think, well, that's what the new European's all about. And, and in a way, digitally, that is what the new European was all about. Yeah. So I can make the mental separation between our values you know the newspaper values oh but we're only doing that online to get some attention and reach right but that comes back to my point about you know having to be very clear about refining your audience you know and 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 not doing that so there came a point when i bought the company i thought the model has got to be about membership people have got to feel they want to pay not just that they have to pay they want to pay yeah they're supporting they they want it to get bigger and better. And when you pay for something, you feel part of it in a more emotional way than if you just pick it up for free. Yeah. You know, no one feels emotionally uh, excited about Metro. You know, you pick it up because it's a piece of shit that you can read for 20 minutes. It happens to be a brilliantly edited newspaper, yeah. but no one feels that about it. Yeah. But if they feel it about the Times because you know, you're a Times reader, you have you pay, you know. People should pay. Yes. Um, so. I felt that we needed a website that was worth paying for, one. Yeah. And we needed an app that played to the strengths of the app platform rather than just replicating a bunch of newspaper pages. So that's yes. what we are now with you guys building. Yeah. We also needed to be able to articulate what we were all about, uh, which it was hard, you know, because although it's got certain strengths, the New European, as a title, doesn't, the title in itself doesn't give you a clue as to our journalism and what we are you know what's at the heart of our thinking right and so we spent a bit of money with an organization called Been There Done That who came back with I think a a slogan that is just perfect for us which is think without borders you know yeah I like that yeah and when I tell people that they get it you know and so that and that's always been that is our new raison d'etre which is to is to be different and to ask different questions and maybe reach different answers, you know, but to be to be open-minded and not narrow-minded. So yeah. think without borders. We're, we're, we're spending a bit of money with um, a digital marketing agency who are gonna come up with a campaign that brings that to life. So I hope we will soon be in people's minds a bit more than we are currently. And yeah. I still make it so... On one hand, it's depressing. On the other hand, it's 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 fantastic. Because I, the people I meet, I met Andy Wilman Will, the other day, right? The Top Gear producer. Yeah. Who's a mad Remainer. I hope people can we hear this above this the, the monsoon that's we're coming down. We're well, getting Actually, it's not too bad, yeah, is we're, it? We're, okay? we're just about, about a... okay. I met Andy Wilman at a party, and he was telling me uh, how anti-Brexit he was and all of this, but he'd never heard of the new European. Now, he's in media, he knows yeah, that's all odd. these journalists, he's never heard of us after five years. So don't. I think don't ever overestimate, the, just because you're in your head all the time, don't yeah. think you're in anybody else's. Yeah.
0: I don't know if you, you've avoided the numbers because you don't want to talk about the numbers no. or? What
1: was, what was, what
0: was your, what's your goal for numbers of sorry subscribers? subscribers? So
1: yeah. So at the moment we have around uh, 16, 17,000. We got hit by COVID, but yeah. retail quite hard. But I'm hoping, with our new platform and all of the stuff I've just talked about, yeah. that we could put on another 10,000 subscribers over the next 18 months or so, something like this. Yeah. So, you know, not, I don't think, um, enormous ambition, but still, prob- when you break that down into, well, well, that means you need an extra 300 a week or whatever like this, you know, it's not insignificant. Yeah. But every, I mean, if you're paying Put it this way if you're paying 10 pounds a month for a digital subscription
0: which is chunky by yeah
1: yeah yeah that's 120 quid yeah. a year yeah a ten, so 10 ten thousand minus a few costs now nah, that's a million quid extra into the bin yeah and then you can start investing a bit more uh so i think you i think the potential to grow is there definitely um and if it's slower than that that's fine as well you know none of my investors are are there saying I want my money back times five in yeah, three good. years' time? That even the VCs aren't, haven't gone there, you know. Right. But I would hope that the multiples that you can achieve now.
0: We are actually should, now, we are getting are now getting soaked. Let's <laughs> go find
1: a drier <laughs> bit of road. This is amazing. Um, the multiples you can Whoa. achieve for a product that is, is niche um are much greater than the multiples you can achieve for a broad product yeah like the new scientist was bought by dmgt for 70 million quid which was 10 times its profit yeah so i think 10 times profit now for something is about right uh yes. yeah for something powerful and 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 highly engaging yeah whereas if you're a traditional media you know you'd be lucky to get two times these days you know it's like if yeah, you make a profit at all.
0: Right, right. It's sunny about
1: yeah. 15
0: minutes Shall ago. Should we try and race over to that We're
1: bit of an arch? Go. So, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Dry. Dry again.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, you've got an interesting challenge, right, as to yeah. whether you ever have a, an office or not. Yeah. I don't know, there oh. is something about make, bringing the team together on oh, a yeah. regular...
1: I mean look, places. I would I would love to have I mean in, in a sort of fantasy, I'd love to have some sort of building with the words the new European as a sign outside. I know. That would be amazing. I would have had I'd sign love sign. that, you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I'm not gonna That's the goal. It's not um it's not something I would ever jeopardise the business model for. No. These days. But isn't it amazing? Two years ago it would have been the first question, where are we gonna be? You know, where where are we based? Yeah first question and, and actually nothing's nothing's changed yeah. in terms of the ca- the capability of working like that. We start walking yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's changed we could have done this five years ago but um, maybe there are businesses out there that that do have operated like this for a long time but it does feel like if there's an upside to COVID it's this sort of cultural shock yeah. about the
0: workplace. Well it's just yet another barrier to entry removed yeah. isn't yeah. it? You know?
1: And also the biggest thing for me which having worked in in, in big newspaper offices for a long time and the cultures quite oppressive work cultures in, in those offices I mean 25 years ago to an, to an absolute extreme probably less so now but the idea that you had to be there and the presenteeism this thing I think, yeah. pres, I think this has been the death of presenteeism yeah. which is a wonderful thing and it was really bad
0: wasn't it I mean I know at News UK yeah. there were senior execs it, news uk who just didn't believe you were doing your job if you were that's there, right
1: that's right 14
0: hours a day that's
1: right and i, I lived through that at the yeah. mirror 14 i mean piers um for all his uh, his wonderful traits as an editor and he and he you know people just think he's a gobshite on tv they're <laughs> wrong he's a brilliant brilliant tabloid editor um piers had a bit of that in him you know he wanted you there all the time yeah. wa- after well, after your 14 hours he wanted to go for a drink in the pub with you yeah so you kind of domestically it was horrific you couldn't do it with kids yeah you had to be single you know but that's a mix of
0: i guess partly good stuff but also just a lack of trust and i think that's the for yeah. me the big change and I'm, I'm sure i was guilty of it as well was if someone's not here are they really working and i think yeah. that that sentiment i think is just gone right i mean yeah. there's so much more trust
1: but Between. also, it's so naive, isn't it, to think that just because someone is there that they're working. <laughs> you know, most of the time they're just staring at, <laughs> at crap on the, on the internet or something, yeah? yeah maybe that's true. But we've found, it's, it's
0: interesting, the, the, the return to the office has been slower than I expected. I think, yeah. you know, there's a certain amount of just discomfort still around commuting and so on. But um, yeah, I, uh, I think people are really, and maybe it's because we're a tech company, people are genuinely happy just getting on with it
1: yeah. at home because yeah.
0: there's no distraction.
1: And Put your headphones on, just get in. Yeah. I'd love yeah. that. Um, I mean, I, like, I, like I alluded to earlier, I love, I love creative writing as well as doing all of this stuff. And yeah. to be... Um, I found out quite late in life that I suffer from ADHD. So I you know, went to a, a guy who prescribed me this this medicine called Elvance, which is like a kinda there was Kids a, take I, to do there it's, it's something like that, yeah. And <laughs> well, I mean if I take one of these things, I can work on one thing for four or five hours solid in a way that I've never been able to in my yeah, life before. And I it's been life changing. It really has. But the good thing about I mean, if ever there was a profession made for people with ADHD, it's journalism, you know, it really is. Because you're never doing the same thing. Well, tabloid thing, you know. journalism, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, to, to, to an absolute extreme. And, and you look at the characters that did well in tabloid newsrooms. They were all people like me, you know, minuscule uh, focal f- uh, attention spans. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, const, you know, lo- such a low boredom threshold that you're constantly looking for new stuff right. to get excited about. Yeah yeah which is you know if you've got to fill a a newspaper every day with new stuff then you know you can't get too fixated on any one thing you've got to have a mind like a goldfish
0: the bit that i could never get my head around i think with the newspaper was having to having to start fresh every day yeah and on the one hand do everything is completely different but also everything's exactly the The same. same yeah how do you how do you maintain that energy Not. You know, six months, twelve months in, but like ten years in, I don't well, know how. It's tough. I mean, I, you do that.
1: I, I don't. I don't think anyone really ought to do the same kind of job like that for more than three or four years at a time before. We, and I always moved on at the at the Mirror. You know, I'd be features editor for four or five years, and then I would go and do digital or production or rat hauling yeah, and stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, I guess.
0: So, and now you're building. You see, now you've got the mix of the yeah. the weekly grind, but also this kind of much longer. Yeah, this, these big projects that you're yeah. undertaking—that must be. Yeah, but be. also,
1: like I was on the phone the other day to a guy talking about, can we make some branded scented candles? You know, to sell in the in the, <laughs> in, the, in, the in the new European shop. You know, right. and we're going to have candles, scented snowflake, pineapple, knock gammon, and salty tears, and 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 you know. So they'll sell. I know our readers will really love them. You know, um, all these remain insults <laughs> and, we're, and we're, you know so that's great as well you know but uh yeah i think having having an increased variety it's probably something that younger people just think is normal but when i was coming into the industry having your your thing and sticking to it religiously wasn't just uh an option it was an absolute obligation yeah yeah they didn't want you messing about in other parts of the business or right. having an idea yeah, here there st- books but um yeah i think maybe the world's just a bit more entrepreneurial now which is a, which is a good thing
0: yeah it is and there we Mate, end and here
1: we are back again
0: we're back at the tube sorry about all the traffic noise i guess it's super noisy but yeah, that, that was, was amazing thank you So that's it for now. Thanks again to Matt for such a fun chat and thank you for listening. As always, if you've got any suggestions on who you'd like me to walk and talk with or if you've got any feedback at all, just give me a shout. I'd love to hear from you.